0: Welcome back to She is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our episodes on culture, doctrine, church history, and more on whatever podcast platform you typically use. And make sure that you follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you can get notifications when we post a new episode, which is every other Monday. If you follow us on Instagram at Cheese Becoming Podcast, you can also get additional episode resources and engage with us on there. Well, I am your co-host Delaney here in the studio with my co-host, Beth. Hi, Delaney. Good to see you. Good to see you. We're sweating a little bit in this yes. little corner.
1: Yes. It's a little warm, but that's good. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather be a little warm than cold because then I start to shiver and that's not good. For I him. actually am like that too.
0: Yeah? I would rather sweat mm-hmm. than be cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Um.
1: Minnesota? True. Maybe it's a Minnesota thing. Yeah, cuz like, <laughs> we treasure when we can actually be hot. <laughs> yeah, give me a little heat, honestly. No kidding. No kidding. I long for that in the winter just to feel the sun and the warmth on my head, it always That's is why you got to take in the winter. You got to take warm bubble baths. Oh, is that the key? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's my key. Yeah. It's very helpful to warm the body back up. Yeah. All right, Delaney, back to what we're doing here today. We're 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 here for a reason. We are here for a reason. And I always like to, and you like to ask me a question, and I like to ask you a question to kind of start out, just to kind of let our listeners know where we're at right now. So Delaney, where in
0: the Bible have you been spending time and why? Um, Well, I was in Daniel for this whole summer, which has been fantastic. And, um, you know, now I have um, been kind of flipping back and forth between I'm trying to read all of Genesis before our Genesis study starts, just to get an, idea a lay, mm-hmm. the, get the lay big, of the land. The big picture is very important
1: big to picture. have. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not I'm, trying to know where you're going. Though. I'm trying really hard to not, when I see it, something, to mark it up. I'm trying just to read it this time, mm-hmm. just read it through like like that you're reading a book. Discipline. Yes, and I'm, I'm like, an underliner too. Oh, and I feel myself. I start to want to write in the margin. <laughs> Grab your pen. And I'm like, stop. You're just reading this time, like just reading it. So I've been doing that. Um, which has been just wonderful. I do feel like when you, when you start and you just read it through, um, you kind of get the, the feeling of the passage and the, the, um, the kind of the vibe the author wrote with a little bit better than mm-hmm. when you, um, are like, you know, taking every note and you, right. you kind of get that, that sense of what they're They're saying what they're saying about what they're saying in a unique way. I think, which has been fantastic. And I think too, if you listen to it, yeah, it's it's different.
1: Again, true. Sometimes when I'm teaching, I will listen to the passage on my Bible app just because I hear, I see different things when I hear it being read to me.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I like that too. Mm -hmm. But then I've been doing that, and then I've been. um, And I've been going through Proverbs a lot. I've had a couple of things where I'm like, I really feel like I need some wisdom in this area. And like, um, you know, I've been having to repent of a lot of things lately. And so I've been really looking to the, the the Psalms and Proverbs, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, of like praying through some things and like repenting of things. And, um, you know, and I think it's, yeah. Psalm 119 talks about that. Um, just the refreshment that you get from God's word and from repentance and so I've been feeling that mm-hmm. which has been great
1: it is great even though mm-hmm. you know on outside you think oh no uh, scripture's been causing you to repent that sounds uncomfortable it feels so it feels awful and then it feels so good yeah yeah i love that all right well today we are here Uh, for a very fun topic. Uh, This year, uh, coming up in the fall, and this will probably be released in the fall, Pastor Troy is taking us through the book of Revelation. Oh, there's so much excitement about this. I know. Paul and I talk
0: about it all the time. We just can't wait. Oh, yeah. People have been like freaking out. I feel like more than any other sermon series I've seen, people are excited about Revelation. Yeah, (laughs) we are.
1: We're ready for it. Um, You know, with the state of the world today, we just, we need to understand Revelation. And honestly, you can't, study it enough, because I find I forget certain aspects of it. I forget now, how did that make sense again? And how many bold judgments were there again? And um, so just the fact that we're going to be hearing it on Sunday morning, broken down into smaller pieces is going to be so helpful. So good. So, and now that's what's happening in the pulpit on the Sundays to come for probably the next year. The Bible studies are doing a study this year in Genesis, which is so great and foundational to our faith. So now, as I have studied and taught these two books, Genesis and Revelation, I have seen so many similarities in Genesis and Revelation. One author said there were over 300 references to the Old Testament in the book of Revelation. Wow. Yeah. Think about 300.
0: 300.
1: But specifically today, Delaney, let's talk about the similarities between Genesis and Revelation's. They are so uh, similar in so many ways, Uh, similarities of themes, theology, pictures, the revelation of God and his character. So today we're going to look at the book of Revelation and the book of Genesis and line up where they speak the same language. Yeah, we're comparing the bookends
0: of of the Bible. They
1: are the bookends. And oh, this really helps us to see God has one story.
0: Yes. And
1: they say the best talks, you know, start out with a theme Mm -hmm. and they finish with it. It's Mm -hmm. like tying the knot. And truly, God, of course, the masterful author of all, does
0: this? Oh yeah. This this episode was I, I when I was studying these, I was like, I didn't even know that it said this in Revelation. Like yeah. it's so exciting. It is very exciting. So really what a great
1: time to to have a podcast on this topic. Yeah, where perfect. we are as a church and what we are both studying. And mm-hmm. it will be um, I think a fun revelation for women, men to hear yeah. these similarities and how awesome God's word is. Yeah. Amen. Well, let's start with the first obvious one is we read in Genesis creation, and then we read in the book of Revelation, the new creation. Genesis 1 and 2 gives us the creation story of the world and of mankind. We learn so much about who God is by the creation story. Mm -hmm. First of all, he can make something out of nothing. Delaney, we're not able to do that. We We always have to take things and then our creativity is limited to using things that we have and making something different. Mm -hmm. But we always start with what God has made. I can't take dust and make
0: human or anything.
1: No, cannot do that. (laughs) Uh, Well, he made the most amazing environment for the pinnacle of his creation, which is man. Earth is the perfect temperature range set on an axis, perfect air for breathing, just the right distance from the sun. We can enjoy its warmth and sunshine without burning up. Yeah, uh, The moon is there to light the night and gives us life-giving tides and the bodies of water. So in Genesis, we also see at this creation mark, um, darkness before creation. And then in Revelation, there is no need for the sun because the son of God will be its lamp. Mm. So it starts in darkness and it ends with the perfect light, which mm. is the son of God. beautiful. In Revelation um, three, we talk about, no, I'm sorry. In Revelation, we read about this new heaven and new earth. That's it's promised. And then in second Peter three thirteen, it says, but keeping his promise, God's promise, we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Then in Revelation 21, 1, we read, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. There is no longer any sea. Sorry about that if you love the water, but there will be beauty beyond imagination. How the world began in Genesis, and then how the world will end in Revelation. There's the bookends. Earth is created in Genesis. Earth passes away, Revelation we are told that a new heaven and a new earth. There's a renewal when Eden will be restored in the new heaven and the new earth. Another similarity, we find the tree of life spoken of in both books. In Genesis, we read that God made a garden. Genesis 2.9, the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye, good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve were forbidden to eat of the second tree of good and evil. But we know what happened. Satan tempted Adam and Eve, and they took the bait and sinned against God's one prohibition. They're banished from this beautiful garden, and an angel with a flaming sword is sent to keep them out. So they could not eat of the tree of life. The tree of life appears again in Revelation twenty-two fourteen. 14. Listen to this blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life you see they were forbidden from the tree of life in the garden after they sinned against the other tree so against god it by taking of that other tree but so they were forbidden to take of the tree of life because they were sinful mm. but now in the new kingdom, blessed are those who wash their robes. We have, our robes have been washed in the blood of Christ. He has cleansed us. Now we have a right to the tree of life, and they may go through the city gates. Those who wash their sin away by faith in Christ are now clean to eat of the tree of life, which symbolizes eternal life. Those washed enter the eternal kingdom through the gate, Jesus Christ. Paradise was lost. Paradise is regained. Hmm. another similarity the fall to sin in Genesis and then in Revelation the defeat of sin the consequences of Adam's sin as our federal head have given each of us a sinful nature by imputation and by choice in Revelation we read the consequences of sins have been abolished listen to Revelation 21 look God's dwelling place is now among the people. He will dwell with them. Remember, that's his whole point in redemption. Yeah. He wants a relationship with us. Right. They will be his people and God himself will be with them there and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Sin separated us from God now. With the sin issue finally taken care of in Revelation, we can be with God forever. And all the suffering sin has caused is going to have an end.
0: Oh, thank the Lord. I know.
1: In Revelation 21, 4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. The old order of things has passed away. So from fall to sin in Genesis to the defeat of sin in Revelation. What else, Delaney? There's more.
0: There is. We have Genesis 3, we have Revelation 20, and Revelation 12. So in Genesis 3, Satan is depicted as a slithering serpent, crafty, cunning, scheming, and shrewd. With a hiss, he tempts Eve, asking her the boundaries God laid out for mankind in the garden— did God really say to oh, not sure. eat from any tree in the garden? I Un- yes. undermined. Did God really say Did you- God really
1: say? Oh, he's doing that all the time today.
0: Mm-hmm. The answer the serpent knew was not any. God had commanded them to eat of all the trees except one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve confirms what she knows about So that she knows what God said, that they could eat from any tree except from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for the punishment was death. The serpent knew if he could trick Eve and Adam into sin, that death would enter the world, which would prevent the seed from entering the scene and giving the serpent, that would give the serpent a swift kick to the head. I always like to say. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a, a funny way to say it, but we know that he crushes him. Yeah, um, you will surely not die, he said in his slithering tongue, His twist of God's word has already begun. For God knows if you eat it, your eyes will be open, knowing both good and evil. Not totally false, not totally true. The half-truth the snake whispered, planted paws in Eve's mind, and we know that she ate the fruit and brought devastation on mankind while her husband indulged and also brought devastation on mankind. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were a poet. Oh, I don't think I'm a poet. That sounded like poetry.
1: That sounded like almost the night. Before Christmas, I think you know? I read a lot of children's
0: books. <laughs> I, maybe that's it. I see the I see the rhyme here, and I think I uh, like to rhyme now because 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 I read Jack's like rhyming stuff all the time. Yeah. Def's not a poet. <laughs> yeah. Golly.
1: Well, uh, you're picking up something here, <gasps> oh, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> all um, right, go so on. This, what about this snake?
0: Okay, so the snake in Genesis three, albeit very subtle, is nothing compared to the end of days, from serpent to dragon, and Revelation twenty twenty and twelve we see his form is flamboyant, terrifying, and ghastly. He no longer creeps, slithers, or skulks, his figure is adorned with seven heads and ten horns, and with a sweep of his tail the dragon's plan seems like it might prevail. His efforts to kill the Christ to kill the Christ in the church are no longer sneaky. The dragon devours, wreaks havoc, and persecutes. His plan is the same bring more death to people and detract from the glory of God's name. Until an angel comes down and lays hold of this dragon and the serpent of old, this great dragon, this devil, this Satan will be thrown down, restrained and bound for one thousand years. His reign of terror will cease, with a thousand years of peace complete. He will be allowed a short time unrestrained before the end of all time, when God will then destroy him for eternity. Thank heavens! Thank heavens! Thank heavens! I loved the symbolism though of. Um, you know, you have a tiny, like a a, a tiny looking kind of s- serpent in Genesis, and then at the end, he looks like a dragon, which we know is metaphorical. Um, but again, it 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 shows us that he is going to
1: be um, ostentatious. Yes. He's going to be, fiery. Yes. He's going to be uh, bigger than ever in his mm-hmm. influence and power in the world. Yes. Here in Genesis, subtle. Mm-hmm. The end of the times, he becomes so powerful. You know, it's like a fish when you catch a fish out of the water, you know how powerful they are when they're flapping around and stuff? Mm-hmm. And this, in Revelation, he's flapping around. In Genesis, he's slithering under the water. just.
0: And that's a good metaphor because when the fish is flapping around out on the shore, they don't have a lot of time left. No, they don't. No, they don't.
1: It's a countdown. They're going to die. <laughs> like- they can, they're still very dangerous, though. Yes. People have been bitten and yes. cut. Um, it's a very dangerous thing to handle. But it's a, an allotted time
0: before it they is. die. And it's God's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we see more of this um, uh, in Genesis three seventeen through eighteen, and then also we're going to be comparing Revelation twenty two one through five. So here's another, here's another similarity <gasps> between those similarity. two books. Mm-hmm. More more bookends. Yes, the effects of Adam and Eve's sin not only impacted their kind, but also the garden, the ground, and the earth for a time. All men would now toil and work. And the earth would be riddled with imperfections, tsunamis, tornadoes, hurricanes, and more. Natural disasters of all kinds plagued the perfection. Adam would feel as though the earth worked against him instead of the cohesiveness God had created. Mankind would now eat the meat from the animals that God provided. And the one who created life had to take the first life to cover their nakedness. Spiritual death and physical death was the curse for breaking God's rule in the garden. Mankind was now broken, lacking completeness and perfection. Because of the curse, the garden closed. God no longer walked in intimacy with his creation. Their sins were all exposed. Yet God had a plan in his infinite mind to fix what we'd broken and redeem this dilemma we made. In Revelation 22, we get a glimpse of the restoration. Eden restored, God restored what we broken, water of life for those who thirst, the tree of life bearing fruit and bringing healing to his creation, majesty, glory, perfection is eclipsed as we see our God upon his throne, and we will worship him and thank him for his provision. The darkness will be gone, the earth no longer toiled, for God is on his throne and his people will serve him. If you have a chance, read this little part of Revelation 22, 1-5, through 5, and you'll hear the way that Eden is um, restored, restored, and how
1: beautiful it is—it <laughs> is, it's life-giving. It, yes, it's, it's productive. All these, you know, it mm-hmm. bears fruit over and over again. Mm-hmm. And there's a river running out of
0: God's throne. Oh, it's beautiful. It's 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 more stunning than Eden. More stunning. It's it's like it it's restored past pre-fall. It's exactly. promoted exactly. Mm-hmm. I like that. What's another similarity? So yeah, now we have the covenant promise given and the covenant promises fulfilled. So we're going to be in Genesis three fifteen, um, and then Revelation twelve one through f- one through three. To fix what God had broken, to redeem what we lost, God enacted his rescue mission. This plan had been in God's mind before the beginning of time to display his glory to his creation. Genesis 3.15, mark it down in your Bible is the gospel depicted. To the snake God said, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. War would be waged between Satan and humanity, the timeless story of good versus evil, except with God being good and Satan being evil, and Satan doesn't stand a chance against God's people. On the cross, Christ crushed the head of the serpent, fulfilling God's redemption purposes. Despite Satan's plot and scheming to stop it, God's plan always prevails no matter who tries to stop it. On the cross, Christ's foot was bruised, but it wasn't a fatal blow, for Christ rose from the dead. Conquering death and allowing us heaven. In Revelation 12, we see the enmity building. During the Great Tribulation, sev- seven signs are coming. This woman clothed with the sun, who cried out in labor and in pain and childbearing, symbolizes Christ, who came from Israel to be born of a woman. Then the symbolic dragon appears again, his intent still the same to devour the seed, to foil God's plan to bring redemption to man. For the dragon remembers God's word from the garden, that his head would be crushed and his life soon departed. This dragon wears seven self-appointed crowns feigning to be king when the true prince Jesus from heaven's kingdom came down. And then in verse 17 of Revelation 12, you see, there is more hope for God's children. It says, So the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. No serpent, no dragon can stop what god plans God, re- God's rescue mission, his redemption plan was fulfilled with the coming of Jesus, so at the end, we see this dragon, and I love the like what uh, you really see what Satan thinks about himself <laughs> through this like I'm gonna wear seven crowns mm-hmm. like I really think that i've I've got this, I'm in charge I'm gonna be the king i've i'm I that can got do him this. kicked out of heaven, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there it is, right there. That's <coughs> the arrogance, that kind of pride, and not just one crown. You're gonna wear seven, <coughs> seven. So like they will talk about the flamboyant ostentations. Oh, my goodness, yeah.
1: but it's so interesting to see that contrast from Genesis and Revelation and the similarities and how all the pieces fit together and similar images. And they they fit and they build. They do at the same time. Which they is do really sweet. And I do think you should write a children's book
0: using that material. Maybe I should. I, I'm sorry, see. I did not rhyme. The next couple I want to talk I, about. I, don't know why, I really don't know why I started rhyming. I can't. I can't. I just did it. I think you explained it really well. Thank you. In that you are reading children's books,
1: and that's the way they tell the story.
0: Yeah, but you and remember it. I remember do. it when it rhymes. So of course. Of course. So. That's, a, that's We're a not real... saying you're children because we're rhyming to you. No, it's, it's just
1: <laughs> it. It is. Purely a reflection of Delaney's life right now. <laughs> that's so good. All right, so let's use big girl language now. Yes, for, that's true. For these last couple. We All right, um, another similarity Babylon is built in Genesis, and then Babylon is destroyed in Revelation who's Babylon? What does Babylon mean? Babylon really is just a word that represents a worldly system. It actually was a place, of course, but it also represents a worldly system opposed to God. In Genesis 11, we have the account of the the, the Tower of Babel. People disobeyed God and didn't scatter to populate. Rather, they wanted to gather together to build this tower in order to make a name for themselves. So this is man again in their pride, wanting to be something, ignoring God's uh, commands and building their own little kingdom rather than God's kingdom. Babylon was a real place at a real point. As we look at Israel, they took Israel into captivity, Babylon did, due to their sin of abandoning God. God allowed that. Revelation 18, we read all about the fall of Babylon. This is the center of rebellion against God, Mm. and it's once and for all destroyed. Listen to Revelation 18 too. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit a haunt for every unclean bird and animal for all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. Mm. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her and the merchants of the earth grew rich with her excessive luxuries. In one hour, verse 21 tells us Babylon will be gone. So as we think are so frustrated with how our um, system, worldly systems are so anti-God Uh, especially today Mm -hmm. i mean they it's not just that they're indifferent or
0: that they don't talk about god they are anti-god and they're um uh not subtle about it no and we 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 see this in daniel with actual like you know the place babylon too of like just the uh flagrant debauchery of like you know it's like a total stiff arm of god totally even in the face of many miracles back then, yeah. that he tried to reveal himself. And it feel and it's and it is that way now. Like it does feel like we are in this kind of modern day Babylon. Babylon. Yes, yeah. absolutely, and not yeah. just America.
1: Everywhere, the Everywhere. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But listen to what it says in 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 this um, chapter in Revelation. In one hour, mm. Babylon is gone. One hour. One hour one hour. Verse 21. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, with such violence, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. And we do know that ancient Babylon has never been rebuilt. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah. Now in, in her, Babylon, was found the blood of the prophets and God's holy people, all who have been slaughtered on the earth. So this is anti-god is taken to the point where god's people are being killed.
0: Yeah, well, and that's part of, you know, what you read in with the dragon in Revelation is that the dragon does this purposefully. He is going like this whole I think it's Revelation 12, I think, right? Where he goes after the woman and her children, like the dragon is purposefully trying to devour the children. Like it says that several times. So it, it is this like he wants
1: people if you don't worship God, you're worshiping Satan. Yeah, the the way of the world, Babylon, the evil yeah. kingdom. You you really, um, that's what's really going on. Uh, but it does say, you know, in Revelation, there is going to be a, the day of accounting will come for those who oppose God. It may seem as if evil is winning right now. Yeah, but God will have that last word. Yeah. So this whole way of living apart from God in defiance of God, God is going to put an end to it.
0: Well, and you see that that language, you know, throughout the study of Daniel that we just did, that the time is appointed, the time is allotted. It is what God allows, the time. And so even when, you know, it feels like evil is reigning, you have to remember that God is still sovereign and he only, He allows what he allows. Right? It's not like evil is winning in this moment or something like that.
1: You know, he's awfully good at taking evil and using it for his good purposes. He sure is. Yeah. Even in our own lives, Mm -hmm. things that are very difficult or uh, come to us through means that are evil, whatever, God can turn that on his head. He does. Mm -hmm. He's the redeeming God. Now, another similar image is that of marriage, a bride and a groom, Adam and Eve. You know, Adam was given a bride in Genesis. He was given Eve. Christ is the bridegroom and the church is his bride in Revelation. Christians are the wife of the lamb. And that's from Revelation 21 and Revelation 19 speaks of the blessing of those invited to the wedding supper of the lamb. I'm going to say this slowly because this just um, was so impressed upon me as I was reading these scriptures. Mm. Adam's bride was taken from his side. We are Christ's bride because of the flow of blood from the side of Christ Mm. as he gave his life for us. Mm. Being the bride of Christ is an eternal state of committed love for us. He became bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh so that he could represent us as the perfect, sinless atonement for our sin. Blood was shed to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve, and so Christ's blood was shed to cover our sin on Calvary. Christ said in John 14, he was going to prepare a place for us so we can be where he is. And you know, this was tradition in the ages of the Bible, New Testament was written. The the groom would, they would become engaged, which was considered a marriage even at that point. The groom would go and prepare their home for them so that he could bring his bride home to uh, their own home now. Isn't that Mm, beautiful? And this is what Christ promised us. That he is going to, he went away. So he is preparing that place for us, and we will be his bride, and he will be our groom. So the the similarities that we have here, Delaney, between mm-hmm. Genesis and Revelation, it's the perfect um, tie that the Bible has here. And you know, the Bible was written over thousands of years, and yet we have one story that has a beginning and an end, and it all comes
0: together, like pieces of a puzzle. Yeah, and it fu- and it, it's fulfilled. Like That's part of the beauty of st- what we're going to be doing, studying Genesis and Revelation, is that we see, okay, God promising this in, in the beginning. Like, here's the gospel. Here's Christ coming, like second coming. Like, we see all this promise, and then we get to also on Sundays be like, okay, this is when it happens. Yeah, here's the fulfillment
1: of it. Here's the fulfillment. And we're going to understand it better if we keep in mind these images. Yeah. from genesis yeah. that translate back into revelation it gives us further insight so it's been a fun little study hasn't it sure to go has. through that and there are many more similarities anymore yeah many many more but we you know i saw a list of 30 some yeah but you we know, took we some of the chose, main yeah, yeah we chose a few of these yeah, bigger ones, ones and ones. chose to do
0: it so it's been fun amen well i just want to pray to close us lord we thank you for your word um Only you could have written a book like this, Lord, like with its intricacies, with the way that it completes itself with um, just the power that you um, have written this word with, Lord. We are just so thankful. Um, I pray that you and the Spirit would illuminate this in our hearts and our minds and that this would make sense, that um, we would cling to your word, that you would... Just work this out in our own mind, where we can see all these puzzle pieces just fitting together, and that it would, um, our response would be to to honor you, to glorify you, to worship you, Lord, for you, for who you are in your word. We love you, Lord, in your name. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She Is Becoming.